welcome back. It's Food News and Shoes Radio. Thanks for being with us this week. It's Sylvia Lovely and Jeremy Ashby. We got a, a lot of show. How are you guys doing? Oh, doing great. I'm excited about this show today. We yeah. got to find out what it looks like in the movies. You right? know, we, we talk a lot about food and cooking and eating and all about that. But one of the biggest things people do with food is taking pictures of it. I'm sure in the beginning of, of this, the Instagram culture, it must have driven chefs crazy, right? I don't, I mean, whenever people started taking food pictures on social media, I think it kind of created a whole new yeah. category. Yeah. You know, there was porn and then there was food porn. Like literally people <laughs> just gravitated towards food pictures. I remember when Facebook came out, just posting a picture of my special every day. The interaction you used yeah. to get with food. What is that? How do I taste yeah, it? Yeah. How do you make it? Makes it? your mouth water. Right. It was a that. new thing. Yeah. Yeah. And there, there are some restaurants that in the beginning didn't want people taking pictures of their food. That's right. It was actually pretty divisive. But Bill Brady is on. He, You are a food photographer. You are, he's on with uh, on Zoom, so he could be anywhere in the world taking pictures of food. But you're on and you are a, food, a professional food photographer, right, Bill? That is correct. And what? Tell us about that. Tell yeah, us about that profession. Yeah, like an amazing job. Yeah, what a great job. And you're out of New York City, well, right? Yeah, so I have a studio in Brooklyn, New York, in Industry City. Um, out of, I've actually worked out of the Barrows Intense Ginger Liqueur Tasting Room. Um, <laughs> that sounds interesting. And I've been doing uh, food photography since 2000. Um, I actually mentored with a food photographer named Bill Helms, and when he retired, I was offered his account, which was the Food Emporiums in Manhattan, which was owned by the AMP brand. Wow. So I, re- I respect there, there's got to be an art and a detail to uh-huh. what you do, especially as a chef. You know, I create something and it's visually in front of me. It's my canvas. I paint it. But it seems like it, it loses luster. It loses lust even after, I don't know, 30 seconds, a minute. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it if it's just the, the, the vegetables kind of breaking their texture and colors and starting to wilt from the heat or whatever. How do you guys Make it keep magical. what I do mm-hmm. looking looking nice for a cookbook or a photo shoot or a spread so it's a pretty simple answer um you got to keep all of the garnish like uh, mint or um uh you know cilantro or whatever you have to change that out if if it dies on you if you want to make your proteins look fresh and delicious you, you hit them with a paintbrush of oil, and if you want to make your veg look great, you spray them with a spray bottle of water. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the key to food photography is that it should remain wet. If it looks dry, uh-huh. then it looks dry. Yeah, like his cheeseburger that well, we posted. Well, oh, I can't get a good picture dripping. of it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to need Bill because, you know, they do look good, yeah. Sylvia. But to me, like, I get to see them come right off the grill. That's right. You know, and they're on the plate. And I'm like, man, this has uh, got to be the I, best, juiciest burger in town. And I think it is for a moment. How did you make um, that burger look so juicy? I mean, it was dripping juice. What made you want to just eat the picture? Well, that and honestly, that's how I define a food photograph is if you want to if you want to eat it after you look at it. Um, so I actually work with food stylists and that is a whole job unto itself where in conjunction with what I do, which is photography, lighting, composition, you know, props and all that. Um, I also hire something called a food stylist, which is a chef that rather than making 400 dishes in a night makes 
eight to 10 dishes in a day, but they make those look the best humanly mm-hmm. possible. Mm-hmm. So can- while I'm... Okay. Oh, say so you, you brought up a word, you know, composition. Uh, uh, you're a photographer, and this is what you do, and you, you do it very well. The average person who does this has no idea. They, they, they get a plate of food, it comes in front of them, they go, oh, boom, I'm going to take a picture. And we don't really think about the lighting. We don't think about right. the composition. We don't think yeah. about the shadows, the depth. The, yeah. And that's what to, yeah. the difference between a professional and yeah. amateur is. Like, there's so yeah. many factors yeah. Yeah. that you yeah. have to think about. But what could you do to help people? Like me. Take, yeah, yeah. What, what, what like, advice would yeah, you give to help like people just take better <laughs> using their iPhone take better pictures? Because I, I, I make them and my photos are terrible. The burgers look dry. They're not lustery and, you know, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. What are some tips? For okay, ordinary? so there's a couple of really uh, simple things that you can do to make a food picture stand out. Number one is light. So if you're trying to shoot your pictures in the kitchen with no light, you know, the expression is garbage in, garbage out. Um, <laughs> what makes a photo, what makes a photograph photographic is the lighting. So believe it or not, food likes to be lit from behind. Oh, um, and that's then, a good <clears throat> Yeah. So the easiest way to get your, elevate your food photographs, the, the first tip I'm going to give you is find a place either in the dining room that's near a window with natural light or you can purchase a very inexpensive light with a soft box okay and what you want to do is you want to diffuse the light and shoot it from behind at a 45 degree angle not directly behind so that it like flares out the lens you know, which creates like the, a weird like look in the light. But if you shoot it from slightly above with the light, you know, at a 45 degree angle. But here's the secret. You have to bounce light back into the picture. So what you need to do is get two white pieces of foam board and put them in front of the subject but so you can't see them on camera. And then you... You take the camera and you put it in between those two pieces of cardboard oh. and it bounces the light from behind oh. enough into the front of the photo that it gives it a texture and definition and shape from behind, but also gives you enough light in the front of the picture to see the texture of the photo. And wow. that's the simplest way to light it. You can also do something called side lighting, which is take the light and put it completely, you know, to the side of the subject. And then instead of taking your bounce cards in the front, you put your bounce card on the other side and oh, then yeah. you move it. Oh. So that's that's oh, tip one. I tip can't two wait. is you're using the wrong lens in your camera. So the default lens in your camera is a wide angle lens, which is great for shooting landscapes, which is really what the camera was designed for. Um, but now they have all of these different types of lens um, equivalents inside of most smart cameras. So what you need to do is either put the camera on portrait mode, which will blur out the background, yeah. but you can't get, you can only get a certain you know, distance away with that because it'll say move further back. Um, the other thing you can do is incorporate the macro feature in your camera and put it like super close and get like just a texture. So a lot of things when, when it comes to composition is people tend to put in way too much stuff in the picture 
to make it interesting. So rather than showing the entire plate, for instance, um, if you zoom in and only show half the plate and then like a corner wow. of it and find a nice interesting part of the dish that looks appetizing, you can zoom into that okay. and then get a really interesting food photograph. Wow. You know, <laughs> let me ask you this. How important is it for the 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 ingredients in the the picture to be very recognizable and i guess what i mean by that is you know if you zoom into a section of a dish right you might see a little corner of fish and maybe a little radish and some pea shoot over here right um but you know is that is that does that draw the customer as much as say showing a whole steak you know, or, yeah. you know what I mean? Do you yeah, have to tell have a story or do you, yeah. or do you kind of do what question. you're doing? Like kind of leaving little hints and, and let the, letting the mind take over. Well, for me, I think that you can do all of the above. It depends on your subject. I don't necessarily agree with the fact that you have to show an entire plate of chicken for somebody to know that it's a plate of chicken. The goal of a food photograph is to elicit a customer into purchasing whatever it is you're selling. Yeah. So in my opinion, you know, and my style of photography is I like to get up close to the subject um, and find an interesting point of view within the plate. Now, you know, of course, if I'm working with a food stylist, they're plating that food so that it looks good on camera. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that you need to do also is recognize where the holes are in the picture and fill those with stuff so like let's say you're shooting a salad right and it looks good but there's like a big black hole in it grab a crouton put it in the hole okay. you know you don't have to show the whole thing but you yeah. want to show enough of it to make it appetizing yeah but not too and much fill in to the make blanks. it yeah. look like if you pull too far back then there's no detail and the beauty yeah. of food photography yeah. is in the detail oh because yeah you go, oh my god i want to eat that like you mentioned that burger shot so that was actually a wider shot i have the whole burger but then i decided that it was much more interesting if i cropped into that one section well, pretty so, interesting to me yeah it was good so yeah. good looking what uh, about plates what about uh you know different plates i've always you know they used to say food looks best on a white plate i always heard that when i started cooking and then you go well i've seen really cool pieces of uh, wood or mm -hmm. yeah, natural yeah. you know yeah. the, the people Interest. play on rocks or wait, what, what about that yeah. sort of uh that aspect of it so the answer to that question is whatever is aesthetically pleasing and complements the dish whether it's a piece of slate a cutting board a dish on top of a cutting board um, it doesn't matter as long as the tones match the okay. subject you know so the if you have a yeah i'm sorry Oh, and I was going to say in the photography sense, I think, you know, those kind of presentation pieces really make things pop. Yeah. But from the eater standpoint, something that always looks good on a slate plate or in a cast iron skillet, if you ever sat down to eat those, like scraping a fork and knife in a little cast iron skillet sure. is texturally kind of the same right. thing as grating your nails against of a chalkboard you, you know or slate so there is a difference between what looks good and, and what, what actually is actually practical good. yeah that's right well listen you know people are sophisticated enough at this point hopefully that 
a literal interpretation of what you see and is and what you get. So if you want, my advice, if you're shooting, especially for a restaurant, is if you want to do representational dishes in a traditional manner, shoot those in their entirety on white plates, either straight overhead or do something interesting with the camera let to me, make it interesting. Let me ask you. However, a I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. Well, do you ever include people in your photographs? Is there on like, occasion. like what? When would you say put somebody in the picture, and does that make a difference? It's just depending on what the client wants, or do you have suggestions about that? I, I like people in pictures, but some people yeah, like so, just juicy hamburgers. So that's a lifestyle shot, and yes, I do do those as well. Um, if you look on my website, there's a section called lifestyle. So my goal is to sell a product. So, for instance, there's a bunch of pictures of an upstate vodka campaign that I did. Now, there's people in the shot, but they're slightly out of focus. And the vodka is the, the main event. So, while it's okay to put people in photographs, it all depends on the client, what the look and feel is. So, when I work, I get a something called a creative brief. And I, I literally just got off of a, a, a a pre-production meeting about a menu items that I'm shooting for Golden Crust, which is a Jamaican patty company. And we went over all of the looks, the feels, the objectives. Uh-huh. So I work with teams yeah. and usually they come up with the creative. And it, as a commercial photographer, it's my job to execute their vision. So if they want pictures with people in the background, then we, then we give them those. Yeah. If they want straight up food porn, then that's what they get. Sometimes they get a combination of the two. It all depends on what they want and what their end goal yeah, is. Yeah, and then you put the creative piece to it of this is how it would look really good and, and all of that stuff. Yeah. That's not their expertise. What they want in their story is what you interpret then as the art. <clears throat> and the right. Well, my job is to execute a client's creative vision to the best of my technical and creative ability. So there's and, a, you know, I keep interrupting. I'm sorry, but there's a lot to this. I want to. I have a question about these stylists, these food stylists. It, it seems how many dishes do they go through on a typical shoot? Because I, I've yeah. seen a couple of these things go down. You get a plate in there with the 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 way you like to do it. The lighting can be. Those are like heat lamps, right? Yeah. So you, it's yeah. a limited amount of time that food's going to look good, and so they have to like plate these several times and keep getting tons of shots. How many? Time do you think that has to be done in one shoot? So I, I generally don't um, have multiple dishes of the same item um, because we shoot digitally now. The yeah. lights they're not hot actually. They're cool. we either use strobes uh-huh. which have modeling lights which aren't hot, or I use these days I'm using continuous light because I also shoot video at the same time. So the lights are they give out a minimal amount of heat. Um, it's just time. So I like to explain to people that food photography is a still life with an expiration date. So you have to move fast. But when I first started shooting, when we were shooting on film, we would work on two shots in a day. Today, we can do 10, 15 shots, you know, set, you know depending on the complexity of the dish and still maintain a high level of output. Um, and, and, you know, productivity 
because the the, the, the medium is faster now. Sure. So if if things start to die on set, we can bring them back to life by adding more oil, water, like paint yeah. yeah, or water. Uh-huh. Uh, get water beads, and sometimes you mix um, in a little bottle a glycerin and water mixture will create those beads like on a glass. Um, and there's a whole art to food styling. And I actually know 90% of the tricks, and I can style food pretty well. But to get the most return on your investment with a food photographer mm-hmm. if they're working with a stylist the stylist is styling while the photographer's shooting and when something's on set i can't be cooking food to to, to make yeah. yeah you know, you know I, was ho- set, so. I was hoping what you'd yeah. say is that um that they did the food did wear out and then i could get a job as the eater <laughs> when the food is oh no no can't photograph never, it anymore pass it over to eat, sylvia she's being paid never to eat, eat anything food. on set because <laughs> there's some other tricks of the trade out there too right uh, i remember like one time when i first got out of culinary school it was one of our first magazines i don't know what i'm doing i was like using hairspray and stuff yeah, to make I've things heard of that. i mean it's not edible of course but well ice cream is generally crisco is that yeah, right i always heard that <laughs> oh like, certain gosh. things are yeah certain things look like you know see, they were saying uh, for instance Syrup looks awful in real life, so motor oil is usually oh what's what, because it just it, it stands. Um, I just up. quit my job. So yeah, because I've and you know I, I know that's more in the food stylist realm, but so uh, syrup absorbs into a pancake really fast, but motor oil will sit on top of it and give you that look that you want, that unctuousness that you just can't get. Now there are certain rules when you're you're certain ways you're not allowed to and i don't know what all the rules are but i know for certain things you cannot use inedible objects in food photography is that right oh fascinating when you're going to use it for certain packaging i believe i i I mean it's probably more of a of a law thing but i don't know if that if that's something you've run across yeah bill yeah so the rule of thumb the rule of thumb is first of all if it's on set don't eat it unless you're shooting (laughs) in a restaurant (laughs) yeah i just quit my job yeah so I, I just have a very brief anecdote. We were shooting for OTG, which is the, the, the airport service company. And the guy, one of the guys grabbed the muffin off the set and started eating it. And he bit into a giant, um, you know, toothpick spike. You know, oh, my gosh. Oh. And the chef freaked out. He's like, oh, my God, he starts making phone calls. And we're like dude like we did that we put that in there so that the muffin would sit at a specific angle (laughs) don't eat anything that comes off of the set you know we don't know you don't know if we put a chemical on that (laughs) or there's pin you most likely there's pins in the food especially for um sandwiches like when we do work for boar's head you roll the meat and then you stick a pin in it so that it doesn't unroll so don't eat anything. Okay, good rule. That's, 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 <laughs> that's so funny. The chef's always making phone calls. <laughs> but in, in, in terms of the motor oil, like, yes, they do use motor oil. But to answer the, your question, it, if you're shooting a product like Haagen-Dazs ice cream, you have to use Haagen-Dazs ice cream. Oh, if you're oh, shooting yeah, cereal okay. and, like, if you're shooting package design stuff, um, we were shooting stuff for Walmart and we had to – you can take 10 packages of frozen food and what you have to do is you have to weigh out the ingredients that come out so let's say there's three ounces of peas you know 10 shrimp blah 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 if you take those packages apart and weigh out the 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 ingredients sift through them 
and add them back in. Like let's say package number five has better shrimp than package number two, but package number two has better peas. As long as you're combining the okay. same amount of ounces or oh, number of counts, so of you're course. not overselling something. Oh, that's the, true. the key is you you don't want to misinterpret what the product is. Yeah, your customers might want to count those peas. Yeah, it's got to. <laughs> no, they do. They do. Yeah. Oh, man. On, on one last note, because we, we got to wrap up with Bill Brady, Bill Brady yeah. Photography. Uh, thank you so much for being on here. Informative. It, yeah, really informative. I and also, loved it. There's, there's a reason why the hamburger you get at the drive-thru never looks as good as the hamburger that's in the picture at the drive-thru when you order it. But yours tastes yeah. better than But that. yours tastes better. Yeah. Absolutely. There's no, no pins in it. Uh, Bill, <laughs> thank you so much thank for being you, on Bill. with us today. We'll have you back. This is fascinating. No problem. Appreciate I'm it. Happy to come on. All okay. right. Thank back you. Back in a moment with, with Callie from the Foodies Remo- Reviewing Movies podcast. Next, it's Food News and Choose Radio. <laughs> Welcome back. It's Food News and Choose Radio. Now for part two yeah. of talking about food styling with someone who we don't talk about food photography or food styling with, but last time she came on, we talked about a lot of things, including Cocaine Bear. It's Callie Matthews yeah. of Food, food Reviewing Movies. Foodie. I love this. And I it, just love this It's a this podcast, podcast that you should listen to. How you doing, <laughs> Callie? You. I'm doing well. Appreciate I, it. I think that's brilliant. <laughs> thank you. Uh, thank that you, you came up with such a thing because foodies time. and movies... You know, expands mm-hmm. beyond that big tub of popcorn and a 100%. large coat. I think you're talking you know. about just modern lifestyle. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's a lifestyle And podcast. you don't pay attention exactly. to the movies, the food in movies, as much mm-hmm. as, you know, Callie will show you yeah. some of the things that are going on And, out and there. there's a lot of really interesting stuff. I mean, sometimes, you know, if you're like a connoisseur, you may, you know, think that like the menu or Ratatouille, they're like, you know, godsend kind of thing. And then maybe you just don't pay attention as much, you know. That so. animated Ratatouille. Ratatouille presentation that he pulled off in the end was pretty impressive. Was. You know, like that classic <laughs> where you, you know, like layer the the batons or just of of Where squash and zucchini. Like you could and never do that in a real rat. Although, have you ever seen people? I have do done it? that. Have you done it in real life? People <laughs> used to make me do that. There, there are uh, there are like YouTube pages where people will show you how to make mm. ratatouille the way it's made in the movie. And it's it a process. Like, yeah, it takes like seven hours. It's yeah. so fun. All right, real fast before we move on. What is, do you guys have a favorite food scene in a non-food movie? So I know you- And a non-food movie. Oh, okay, non-food yeah. Movie. Yeah, a so, non-food movie. Because, you know, there's yeah, a lot of great movies, there's a lot yeah. of great food movies yeah, yeah, out yeah. there, mm-hmm. but well, not every movie can be a food movie, but a lot of great non-food movies okay, have great well, food how about, scenes. Well, how about The Godfather? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, okay. All those scenes, those, you know, you know somebody's about to be whacked, but they're sitting there <laughs> mm-hmm. and, you know, they're in some Italian little bistro somewhere mm-hmm. and you know they're going to get whacked. But you're like you're off on the food, you know. Same thing, Goodfellas, where they're slicing <laughs> yeah. the garlic and they're doing oh, yeah. it in prison. They're using yeah, the razor yeah, blade, whole, like because it, it's like it's going from the mafia story. Then it's like, oh, here's a little subsect, you know. Right. And, and when you're making the sauce, slice the garlic thin so it, you know, dissolves completely in the. Which sauce. is good advice. Very good. Yeah. Advice. yeah. Very good. They can use the yeah. knife, but they usually use a gun, right? Well, they're yeah. using a razor blade because they're in prison. <laughs> yeah. Right? yeah. They can get canned tomatoes and razors. Do you, do you have a, a favorite non-movie food scene? Okay. Yeah, so I actually was going to bring these up anyways when talking today. So perfect timing. Oh, right. uh, okay. The movie Hook, when they're having the bangerang and they're fighting with the food. Yeah, what is that stuff? Who, so, uh, I'll, who I want it. Yeah, Whatever that right? creamy, fluffy drink is they get to have. Yes, and it leaves that nice little mustache on your face. Mm-hmm. It's almost like butterbeer from Harry Potter. Yeah, It has the much, same which, feel. Harry Potter was the other one, the great oh. hall scene. Yeah. Yeah, so those are sort of like like that one in particular is one I did want to sort of touch on today because you're sitting there going, 
man, that looks tantalizing. I want to eat this food. That was the best part of the magic yeah. for me. It's like, yes. they were sitting at a table, and it was like being at the highest class Golden Corral you've ever been to. <laughs> yeah. So it was just a buffet of anything you want. That's hard to imagine that so I'm right. going yeah. there. Okay. I was thinking about this, Sylvia, because we talk, we've talked about the Godfather before on the big food spreads, yeah. right? And I'm thinking back now. And back then, you know, it was like, wow, I wonder what all that good stuff is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? It doesn't really look, uh, things have changed over time. Yeah. That would not yeah. be a spread that a modern day food photographer would probably shoot. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't really picture what anything really, you know what I'm saying? Like the, yeah. the, the visible things in the Harry Potter scene, the big banquet tables, all I guess is like food photography has changed or, or what oh, we everything's more vivid imagine. Now. Yeah. yeah, vivid. That's yeah. the word. Yeah. Everything's more, more vividly vivid. painted. It used to be like, you know, Italian food, especially like in the 70s, Red. it's all covered in sauce. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. just covered in sauce yeah is that a meatball right, I don't know. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. but maybe that was more realistic who knows yeah you know? I, I mean, mean there's a lot of sauce you know my mom grew up in new york where there was a bunch of italians you know in the neighborhood and it was just all sauce. so let's start yeah. with your mother's sauce recipe yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> tell us about the podcast though tell us what yes. you do with your because you go like to places mm-hmm. with groups right Are yeah. that is that how yeah. it's set up? so um you can find us at frm podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Last time I forgot to do that, so I'm throwing that out right now. And uh, pretty much we go through and we will eat at a restaurant and then we will review a movie. We do not do those like together in the same place. Not yet. Not yet, (laughs) right. I I mean, it probably will change at some point. The dream is to actually go to like one of those places where like they shot The Godfather and like do the review of The Godfather in, you know, the restaurant. That would be so awesome. But yeah, so pretty much I I love supporting local businesses. That is a main goal that I have. And then I just love talking about food and movies. So let's go. How do you get on your invitation list? (laughs) (laughs) Come on, let's go, Sylvia. (laughs) Yeah, this sounds like it could be a subscription club. Right, You know, this month... We're yeah. going to review yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. maybe yeah. a business opportunity yeah. here, Callie. Okay, so we're copywriting this. This is now a seed, and <laughs> it's ours. So if anyone steals it, but yeah, it's just a great time. And it was an excuse during COVID to get together with friends in a safe manner. And so sure. that's sort of how it was born. So, huh. but yeah. so, so tell us more about uh, about movies and, and some yeah. things that are going on out there and, and food photography. Because we, you know, mm-hmm. I know you know Bill Brady yes. a, a yes. whole lot, and he's so cool. Yes. So in in Bill's half, I wanted to just mention before I forget, Twitch mentioned um, that like sometimes for ice cream they may use Crisco. Mm-hmm. They also use mashed taters. Really? Oh, yeah, yes. that's a good one. They mashed dye taters. them, and then like if you see you know a bunch of layers on a cone, for example, mm-hmm. 100% mashed potatoes. Really? Yes. You know that would make sense because even on the edges where the the you can kind of zoom in and see where the ice cream has got a little section that's away from the big one it mm-hmm. holds together it has a little fluff to it yes. mashed potatoes would do that as yeah. well that's well, the only thing that would work probably. and it's the only other food that's served in an ice cream scoop in cafeterias is yeah. mashed potatoes well true so that makes complete mm-hmm. yeah. sense so that was one little fun thing i was like oh i didn't know that they also use mashed potatoes to make turkeys look bigger and inflate them a bit Re- how yeah they just like get like a little them? syringe kind of thing and they just pushed the mashed potatoes in there to inflate it a inflate bit it, probably it under the skin yes. yeah yes. like in between the and meat just to plump fat. it up mm-hmm. and that make is it bizarre and I am also plumped up with mashed potatoes yeah. on the inside. Yeah, I, no, I think I could actually How do you this. choose your yeah. movies? Yeah. How do I choose I my movies? Do well, um, I really just, it depends on 
what ones are you know like popular at that time well, do you do or, like current movies or do, I do you go current, back in time i do past i know at some point i'm going to be doing a silent film so that will be really fun to do um i mean oh I've, interesting i've done you know classics like we talked about last time i was here uh, evil dead um you know we've done uh, heavyweights was the first one that we ever did which was a disney film about some kids going to a fat camp that ben stiller had started and he's a little bit of a maniac and so that one has a lot of food in it so it felt sort of appropriate to have that as the first episode. Do you look for funny movies or oh, humor or serious? Oh, yeah. you know. All of the above. I mean, Harry Met Sally, that's one that's just a nice, perfect little cornucopia that we had for Valentine's Day. So, oh, sure. Yeah, I try and do sometimes based on what time of year they're coming out as well. Now, one of your last podcasts was it was uh, Food Feuds of the Bluegrass, right? Yes. Now, that wasn't based on a movie. No, that oh, was... Do uh, tell us more. Yeah, explain yes. that. So, I have actually two episodes that drop a Week. One is like the main review, and then one may just be news of like current events or mm-hmm. things happening. I'm sure y'all are familiar with Cheesecake Gate that yes. happened. Oh, yeah. That's uh-huh. what it was. It was the retelling of everything that went down between that and the Tater Tot Wars. This, so, Tater, tater Tot, tot Wars. Wars, yeah, that was uh, another. <laughs> that was a like, joke, though. Yeah, but we actually had, so in this studio, we had the guys from uh, mm-hmm. CCI and Chevy and. Uh, um, uh, Charlie Charlie yeah. Browns, thank you. Come in here, and we mediated peace talks with them. Mm-hmm. Oh, to, to, funny. Yeah, because you know it was it was How tearing funny. apart yeah. Chevy Chase. It really is. Now the cheesecake thing is almost like a mini COVID, where we'll all remember our summer yes. of cheesecake. <laughs> Because that, that took over the for three days. Nothing in Lexington happened that wasn't cheesecake related. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How it was God. insane. Yeah. So I just went through a friend of mine that you all have met, James from 13th Floor. Oh, yeah. He was actually in Aruba when this all broke out. Oh. And then he saw it on Reddit and he's like, what is going on in Lexington? So it, oh, so it kind of got bigger than Lexington. Oh, yeah. 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 It was on Reddit. It was all over Facebook. I mean, people were just going nuts about it. It, it was nice to have something to focus on that wasn't of much consequence consequence yeah, but yeah everybody kind of every got once in a while we need that as just yeah, an outlet you know? everyone sort of got yeah. in on the joke mm-hmm. of it and, and uh, enjoy the because it was absurd yes the whole situation the whole what's your most favorite one absurd. that you've ever done your most My favorite, favorite episode? movie movie your favorite episode oh, yeah gosh it's hard because like after a while you start to forget what you've done which is yeah, <laughs> it's just like wait what did i say that one time hey they said it's not a big deal <laughs> if you forget where your keys are it is if you forgot what you did this morning right <laughs> well it's bad if you forget where your I think uh, the thing was a really fun one because I had actually not seen it prior to reviewing it with James. The newer thing or the older thing? The old one. The first one. Which one? The thing. The thing. came out back in like the 80s. Right. Yeah. It was just, uh, it was a lot to fun to talk about with science and moving even just past the movie as well and talking about aliens i mean that was great it just released um the tomorrow war which that was a really fun movie to watch and a really fun movie to talk about so so i've seen that movie that was an amazon movie with chris pratt yes so seeing the movie but i don't remember much food so Mm -hmm. did you like attack it from a food perspective we did in some ways well i mean the people are food in that movie but um (laughs) yeah yeah okay that makes sense yeah we were there you go we didn't eat people so um we talked about in the movie they have like lasagna like you know meal ready lasagna and Mm -hmm. so we actually paired it with pasta garage 
Oh, and okay. we ate my friend Kenny's favorite meal, which is chicken parmesan. And it was sort of like that whole, what would your last meal be mm. kind of circumstance? Okay. What meal would what you What meal do you most? eat before you become a meal? Exactly. <laughs> so what's going to plump you up for the aliens? Yeah. But yeah, so we sort of did it that way. And then there's like a Christmas party in the beginning. So that was also where we could sort of talk a little bit about party food as well. Have you guys planned out a last meal? Like if you're on death row and you had to do that thing where... You know, oh, point man. out your meal. Have you figured out what, what it would uh, No, I figured it would be the last menu I write, though. <laughs> it be pizza, fried chicken, <clears throat> or oh. a hamburger. A big old juicy. Good old and I'd American eat the whole pie. thing instead of just half. Yeah. Mm. Gotcha. My my friend Brandy just made this. like It's been stuck on my mind. And I'm like, please just make this again for me. Lasagna. It oh, was I love like the, lasagna. Probably the best lasagna I've had. And the garlic bread. Yeah. I don't know what she did. Yeah. But it was amazing. I know. And you Imagine. just eat too much. And yeah. it just tastes so good. It was so, guys, <laughs> what movie throughout history has the best looking pizza? Because, oh. you know, it's a highly shot item and yes. it's something that people kind of seem to have in and out of pizza what's saturday being delivered fever. saturday night fever john travolta walking down the street eating a eating slice a of pizza, pizza. Mm. also along came polly there's a scene where oh what's his name uh ben stiller has to wipe down the oil from the pizza and yeah. the other guy pour, just pours the oil in his mouth and that one look good those are my two pizza sauce. <laughs> those are my, oh, yeah he's like what are you wiping that off for and he starts drinking the oil off of his pizza yeah, my man yeah, yeah. Uh. <laughs> Do you know what makes it look so like glisteny for the pepperonis, for example? Mm. They what? just get like olive oil and brush it on there. They brush yeah. it on the crust so that way it looks nice and glisteny. Oh, and it would taste good too, except yeah. except I think you're not supposed to eat it. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> you never know, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> What's going to be in there? You know you've seen a lot of pizza. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You're trying to think of it. I am you? because you're like, well, first off, is it a pan pizza? Is it a New York right, style pizza? Right, because I think it's a right. pan pizza, Sicilian style, Detroit style, what do you want to call it? Right. Kind of looks more... I don't know, appealing sometimes. It does. But then <laughs> it photographs. Better. But then a big old floppy New York style is irresistible as well. Yeah. yeah. No, you're 100 percent right. I feel like I gravitate toward the New York more. <laughs> I do too. You know, just big old slice, just flopping in the wind. You know? But there's yeah. something yeah. about uh, okay. So the 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 Chicago style gives you that cinematic cheese pull. When you sl- yeah. cut which the is, slice yes, and you pull it out of the pan, yeah, there's something yeah, to get that cheese strings. pull from it, which right. makes it visually oh, more appealing. Yeah, Kelly, have you ever taken up a movie that is centered upon food? Oh yeah, we uh, actually have recorded the menu, which okay. we haven't released that yet. But that one, I mean, that whole entire movie is solely based upon a very rich type of extravagant meal so that one is is definitely one of our main ones that's focused on food for sure that's going to be coming out this uh, upcoming season so how many episodes ahead do you try to have oh god because this well, is time intensive right? i have i actually just took a break for a little while because i've been overstretching myself and everyone needs a break every yeah, once in a while so i now actually have my whole entire next season completely recorded oh so i just have to edit it so <laughs> so the timing worked nicely. And it Is comes there a time out once. You yeah. make a, 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 a an episode based on a food that you don't like. Um. Yeah. I mean. So. Okay. We're going to be doing uh, Dumb and Dumber, a couple of friends and I. Oh, I love that movie. My dream is to do hot ones. I would love to do it, but my body will hate me. Mm. And so I, I like spicy food, but I don't at the same time. I'm going to be eating spicy like da bomb sauce. 
hot and I'm not excited but that's a great scene time. in that movie that is a great <laughs> exactly. scene in that movie do y'all I'm, yeah. I'm a devotee of Dumb and Dumber mm-hmm. the it's first one, of my, one it's one of my favorite I, I love that. that it's one of my favorite movies love I love it <laughs> I love that movie really? I got, my kids can recite that movie I mean and then the middle part in that diner mm-hmm. where you know he's eating the hot and they're yeah, like they put the, they're the giving him rat yeah. points <laughs> Pills are good. Pills are no. good. That's one of my favorite things, too. I love it. But, yeah, I mean, I'm willing to try stuff. You know, if there's bugs that are being eaten in a movie, okay. Like, let's try it. You know, if it's covered in chocolate, whatever. <laughs> it's fine. I'll try ants. Hmm. <laughs> so. Yeah. So there, there's plenty of bug-eating movies. we got, we got to put oh, on yeah. the spot on them. Indiana Jones, right? Uh, there was a Nick Cage, Kiss of the, I think it was Kiss of the Vampire. It was the Nick Cage vampire movie where he insisted okay. methodly. That the new one? The old one, but it was one of his first movies, and he wanted to eat the roaches in real life oh. because oh he was like, gosh. I'm a method actor, so I'm going to do this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no. Come on, Nick. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You find out real fast, if you are allergic to, to shellfish, you can also not eat cockroaches. So come, tell no, me about that. No, seriously. Like the, the well, the next time I'll watch what? that. Is the shell like the same kind of... Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exoskeleton. Yeah, exoskeleton. Yeah, exoskeleton. Yeah, if you're allergic yeah. to one, you, yeah. you'll get, be allergic to the other. Well, I've been cutting back on exoskeletons lately, so I... I think I'll yeah. be okay. Yeah. And don't eat cockroaches. <laughs> That's yeah. when I want yeah, And Jeremy, don't you put stuff in the food that don't I don't know about because he lies to me a lot because I <laughs> well, have like this very strict Sylvia's job. had so many chicken veals, she doesn't even. <laughs> she don't even know. I won't eat veal, won't eat lamb, no. mm-hmm. won't eat venison. You've had plenty of hamburger lamb burgers. They have big eyes. And, you know. yeah, she's got big eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Although cows do too, say. you know, and I eat hamburgers. I love oh. that. Hamburgers. Well, I have, I have a fun game. Okay. Because it's like we've just been talking with Bill about these awesome sort of tricks that they're using and so uh just a little quick game with you we have some pictures here the first one i'm going to show you is some enchiladas okay Okay. so what do you think actually makes it have more of like a bigger plumpier kind of filled appearance are those are those hand towels (laughs) <laughs> that, would actually, up. that would be interesting. It's not. This one is actually mashed potatoes as well. Is mashed potatoes the answer oh, to yeah. every question? No, it's not. It should be, though. <laughs> but so you can I, guess it if you well, want. you know what? Enchiladas <laughs> never look like that. What's right. the contest? They never look like be. that. Um, well, that's I'm how it works in the kitchen. I'm like, that just doesn't look right. I'm like, slap some mashed potatoes. It's actually making it, like, you Making know, it really example, special. For example, what makes this look a little more, you know, like, it's keeping it open. So it's like a taco fajita kind of thing. That has a little army man holding the taco shelled up inside that's you need to do these because is your ideas little, are way better it's a little chunk of like beef in there or something yeah, there's a there's little chunk beef and stuff so what's holding this up is actually cosmetic sponges that are placed <laughs> behind the beef and then i was gonna say mashed potatoes yeah man, i know you're going to yeah, you I can gonna guess say, it. i'm gonna keep saying mashed potatoes it's gonna be right yeah and so what they'll do too so with two for one. these tacos is they'll mm-hmm. actually spray them with like wd-40 and then also do like a, uh, you know, so that way it like looks like it's glistened. And instead oil, of yeah. using tomatoes, they'll use like more of a roasted red pepper yeah. and throw that oh. in there to make the tomatoes look more vibrant. That makes sense. Red peppers yes. are prettier tomatoes than tomatoes. Yes. You know, maybe this is just technology, you know, how we're kind of, kind of combining non-food and food ingredients right. together, you know. Maybe mm-hmm. this is where the world's AI, coming well, to. That's how we'll eat. Oh, no, seriously. <laughs> now, we talked a little bit about the cereal, and I think you might get this one right, Twitch. Okay. So, cereal, what makes it not get all smushy during I know the photo one. shoot? Okay. 
All right. What is it? Are, are you guys I think I'm right. I think okay, it's ahead. Elmer's glue, right? Definitely glue is used. Also, you mean the milk is glue? Lotion. Oh, can wow. Be used. So, I yeah. prefer suntan lotion. Yeah, so. That's what it's <laughs> sitting coconut. in yes. as opposed to milk. That way it keeps it buoyant and it yeah. keeps it from getting all soggy. nasty and soggy. Because who and, looks soggy? And the cereal sits on top of it as opposed yes. to sinking. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And they sort of just very nice strategically place the berries in there with the, you know, this one we're looking at has almond slices in it and all that. And then our last one I thought would be really fun. A cup of coffee you may see, for example, in a, uh, you know, a coffee mm-hmm. commercial. Sure. Like partially mixed. Yeah, we're yeah. Yeah. partially mixed. Not so it's got to be dispersed. something that kind of holds it. They're pouring that milk in and, and you're seeing it sort of, you know, go through and mix yeah. together, sort of do this nice little dance. So uh, that is actually watered down soy sauce and gelatin (laughs) (laughs) and so that way it makes it sort of more loose and moving because if you put milk in with it it's just going to separate yeah and you have to keep doing it over and over again so yeah i mean and who wants soy sauce and milk right so you know no one's gonna drink that that sounds awful that sounds awful yeah check out the foodies reviewing movies podcast fm FRM? Yes, FRM podcast on uh, any kind of social media okay. you can and get. Go check them out on Instagram and all that. And obviously, uh, click through our Facebook page and you'll see them there. Callie, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for thank having you. me. Appreciate it. It was it. fun. Always Back fun. Back in a bit. It's Food News and Shoes Radio. Side on a 